Well, every blessing to you all. Welcome back to my open air pulpit. A somewhat grey, overcast June morning, but that's fine. We've had wonderful weather over the last week. 22, 23, 24 degrees Celsius. Sunshine all day, every day, just last month. If you saw my last open air pulpit video, we had sleet coming down and the weekend before last, it was still cold on the streets. We're back on the streets every weekend by the grace of God. And we did a video last weekend just showing those that are interested our new banner. Yes, modest, but God willing, it will do the job and uh, allow us to reconnect with lost souls. Also last weekend, I saw Boris get married to Carrie. And it's interesting how the Church of Rome were able to spin such a story. The old spin doctors say, well, because Boris hadn't been married before in a Catholic church, his first two marriages don't count. And the children from his second marriage are illegitimate. Of course, he didn't use that term illegitimate, but that's what they mean. And therefore, because Boris was born and baptized a Catholic, because Carrie was born and baptized a Catholic, they're both Catholic. Never left the church, apparently, so they were able to get married last weekend. And I remember when uh, Charles and Camilla got married back in 2005 in uh, Windsor. The Archbishop of Canterbury at the time, Rowan Williams, said to Charles and Camilla, you need to repent on your knees of your adultery before I can marry you. And they both went on their knees, repented of their adultery. And I wonder if the priest from last weekend, who incidentally baptised their child, is it Wilfred? When he was born last year, was it? I wonder the same priest said to Boris and Carrie, on your knees, you've been living in sin for over a year now, living in Downing Street for nearly two years, is it? Not sure there's that date when they met, and I don't particularly care. Uh, but do you think, is there any consistency? Up until the 1980s, if a child was born out of wedlock, especially in Ireland, it was considered to be a great stain on society. Many children were taken from their parents and put into uh, care homes and given up for adoption. How times change. Of course, the fruit of Roman Catholicism is rotten, rotten to the core. Carrie and Boris, both pro-LGBT, and just last night I sat down to look to buy something online. And I went on several websites looking to see the cost of this particular item. Nothing very interesting. <laughs> but I was surprised uh, to see uh, five out of six supermarkets displaying proudly the rainbow logo as their avatar. Only one supermarket didn't follow the lead, didn't follow the majority. I went on to a couple of other websites, which I didn't think would be pushing the rainbow flag because of course June is their month. For the Church of Rome, May is the month of Mary, but for the LGBTQ community, June is their month. And I thought maybe this one place where they sell good quality items, hopefully they wouldn't bend the knee, take the knee as it's now called. And of course I was mistaken. They had the rainbow symbol as their avatar. So I thought what I would do is boycott such places and you should do as well. Money talks like they say. I'm still watching Israel as well and I see that uh, Benjamin is in trouble. Could be out of a job by this time next week. We will see of course, if you want my opinion, Boris and Biden and uh, Benjamin, the three terrible bees, uh, should all be in prison for what they've done to their countries over the last year. But let's not get onto that for this morning. I don't want to get too political. I was very political before I was saved, uh, but now I couldn't care less. 
I've been apathetic for a long period of time and as far as I'm concerned they're all the same left right red blue call them what you will they're all basically the same they all serve the same master so for this morning what I thought I would do is look at the book of Hosea and Hosea is somewhat of an obscure book back in the Old Testament written what 785 BC an ancient book and I've got to be honest and say that as far as I'm concerned I don't think I've done a study going to the book of Hosea a lot of teachers don't seem to teach or preach from the book of Hosea I guess for the New Testament 2nd Corinthians would be the equivalent and for a long time I didn't know what to do with 2nd Corinthians but I sat down a few nights ago to go through the Old Testament and I went through Hosea made some notes and I thought I would come up to the pulpit this morning and uh, record a video I've got a bird flying behind me I'm told uh, there's an eagle around here I've never seen it but I can hear a bird flying behind me it's not an eagle uh, but uh, as I was starting to film this video two uh, bird watchers passed by me with very expensive cameras so this is still quite an interesting spot and since lockdown has been initiated was it March last year a lot more people are walking and are visiting spots like this which of course I've been using for over a decade now so sometimes the pulpit gets a little more busier than usual Hosea chapter 4 is a good place to start this morning Hosea chapter 4 you've got a couple of interesting prophets in fact they're all interesting but a couple who stand out I guess Jeremiah would be one was told not to marry uh, was told to be single was told to live for the Lord a bit like John the Baptist I would imagine and Hosea another interesting character was told to marry a whore incredible and most reference Bibles don't like to deal with that particular fact if you are into kosher food if you are a religious Jew uh, the thoughts of a holy man a righteous man marrying a whore is abhorrent to you it's like a Jew eating pork it would turn your stomach what Jehovah says to Hosea I want you to marry a whore I want you to pay her to not sleep around and when she steps out on you and when she goes after lovers and of course the wife is Gomer picturing Israel going after many different gods many different deities uh, when she starts to sleep around I want you to go after Gomer and bring her back to you incredible isn't it and yet if you think of that scripture from uh, uh, Deuteronomy 24 it speaks about the woman who steps out on her husband marrying somebody else unable to go back to her first husband and yet Jehovah says I'll take Israel back and I will redeem her of course that takes uh, full application or that becomes fully relevant uh, during the uh, tribulation of course Hosea 4 let's begin if we may in verse 6 my people not uh, Gentiles not people in general but my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge this gets quoted many times by charismatics and others and I do appreciate that they try to uh, explain this correctly but like many verses in the Word of God it has a double application of course my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge you can destroy somebody's uh, reputation you can smear somebody you can put rumors out about someone uh, spy agencies all over the world are very good at doing this uh, the Russians are very good at uh, smearing people they were very good back in the 1960s of pushing evolution down our throats and again go back to the Church of Rome Church of England 
One church said to Charles and Camilla, on your knees, repent of your adultery. Another church last week, being the Church of Rome, didn't say to Tobias and Carrie, I'm pretty sure, on your knees, repent of your fornication. Yet both churches hold to evolution. They call it theistic evolution. And of course, you can't have an all-powerful, perfect God creating all of this beautiful scenery behind me and birds flying all around me uh, using something inferior like evolution either he gets all of the glory or he doesn't so evolution was pushed and those that went against evolution were smeared charles darwin julian huxley pushed very hard for evolution of course both were freemasons and i think huxley was part of the illuminati as well my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge so like i say you can be destroyed when it comes to one's reputation if you if you uh, take a stand against sin evolution uh lgbt take a stand in general for something which is righteous something which is commendable expect to be pushed back and the first thing they will do is attack your character they will attempt to uh, ridicule you lie about you and that can destroy you but it doesn't eliminate you you don't disappear you're just destroyed my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge that word destroyed is a bit like uh, perish john 3 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son it says how he so loved the world not just how he loved the world but how he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son would you give your son would you give your daughter to homeless people drug addicts prostitutes desirables would you give or deplorables would you give your children to down and outs criminals paedophiles liars and rapists murderers would you give your child for those people would you open up your home to those who think nothing of you would you allow people to come into your property and have a bath eat at your table of course you wouldn't but god does you see it's like this you want your family to be saved i want my family to be saved i pray for my family every day i hope you pray for your family every day but the reality is that god loves our families more than we do hard to imagine isn't it but it's true my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge that word perish should not perish but have everlasting life you can perish in a physical sense but not an eternal sense you can perish with hunger going back to the prodigal son luke chapter 15 he was perishing through hunger he was starving but he was still living my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge free will i will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy god i will also forget thy children the jew as of right now is in israel not safe but is surviving in israel is better off than most people in the middle east but if you look at hosea 3 4 for the children of israel shall abide many days without a king and without a prince and without a sacrifice and without an image and without an ephod and without teraphim afterward should the children of israel return and seek the lord their god and david their king and should fear the lord in his goodness in the latter days hasn't happened yet so as of right now israel are back in the land like i say six seven million or thereabouts enjoying freedom and yet tel aviv is no different to london uh tel aviv is no different to paris 
Tel Aviv is no different to Washington when it comes to their wickedness. Go back to 4.6, my people, in the context, uh, the Jews living in the time of Hosea, my people are destroyed, are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Going back to 3.4, children of Israel shall abide many days, like many centuries, many millenniums, without a king, without a prince, and without a sacrifice, without an image, and without an ephod, and without teraphim. No priest system, no animal sacrifice, no king to rule over them. They've had many politicians over the years. I think it was uh, Goldemere back in the 1970s, an old communist from, was it Brooklyn, New York, sat down one day with Billy Graham, and Billy Graham was very uh, pleased to meet Goldemere. I think Kissinger once said she was the hardest man he ever had to do business with. She was very masculine, you see. And these two had a good conversation, Graham and Goldemere. And interestingly enough, but not surprisingly, of course, uh, Graham never had an outreach in Israel. And he wouldn't have an outreach in Rome either. Had no interest in evangelizing the Jews. And yet the Jews have to be saved, as do the Catholics. Uh, three five again afterward there's a period of time of course shall the children of israel return and seek the lord their god they're back in the land as of right now but they're not seeking the lord their god yet and david their king the greater david being the lord jesus christ and shall fear the lord the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge and his goodness in the latter days and i spent the last 54 weeks in fact this sunday please join me as i attempt to finish psalm 31 and i spent the last 55 weeks make that 54 weeks working through uh, the first 31 psalms profiling david the lesser david king david son of jesse but also profiling the greater david the lord jesus christ son of jehovah and i'm still working through uh, the 31st psalm and every sunday by the grace of god the lord keeps showing me more and more but here you've got a period of time where there's no king present. Every politician going back to 1948. It starts off with a Jew going back into Israel. Just a quick history course. The Americans voted to recognize Israel and God blessed America for that. Russia voted to recognize Israel and God blessed Russia for that. And from 48 up until probably 10, 11, 12 years ago, every Israeli premier has either been on the left in the middle uh, but for the most part, secular, agnostic. Benjamin, of course, is very religious, but he's not regenerate. 4-6 uh, again, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I'll also forget thy children. Keep your hand there and go to Hosea uh, chapter 6. Look at verse 6. For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Knowledge uh, is what makes a person, and of course knowledge can puff up. You think about that term, the Illuminati, meaning the illuminated ones. Of course we are the illuminated ones, we are the people of God. We have more knowledge than anybody else on the face of the earth. But historically it starts off with the Jews, uh, Jehovah picks him Jacob. And of course, uh, 
pre-Jacob goes back to Abraham, but Jacob starts off the children of Israel, his 12 sons, of course, and the Jew is still the Jew, but uh, the church was also chosen. We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. We were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world, not at an individual level, which is what a Calvinist friend would have us believe, but the church was chosen in Christ as a source of salvation before the foundation of the world. In fact, keep your hand and go to, I think it's Titus uh, chapter 1. So we are the chosen people of God. As of right now, those of us which are born again are the people of God. The Jew, as of right now, is outside of the remit of God. Their prayers are not answered. They need to be saved, born again, as were you, as were I, before we got saved. Titus chapter 1, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect. Elect, election, going back to having to stand in the first place to be elected, of course. And acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Who did he promise it to? Of course, the Father promised it to the Son. And also the Holy Ghost. There's nobody else present. It goes back to Genesis chapter 1. Let us make man in our image. Who is God speaking to? It's not the angels, of course. They're not made in God's image. And you're going through the creation week. God is speaking to the Father and the Son. Or the Spirit and the Son. The Trinity are speaking to themselves, of course. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie. That's good to hear. Unlike Freemasonry unlike every other religious system on the face of the earth, which lie to you. Islam are allowed to lie uh, to non-Muslims. The Jehovah's Witnesses are allowed to lie to non-Witnesses. I was told just yesterday that apparently the Witnesses are in trouble, financially in trouble. And it's being said that many Kingdom Halls are struggling to pay the bills. There's more money going out than coming in. And the last 12 months seem to have crippled many churches all over the world which isn't surprising of course and most of those churches should have been closed years ago they preach heresy falsehood but it would appear that the witnesses have taken a hit and some are saying that a lot of kingdom halls may never reopen they will keep zooming apparently in hope of eternal life which god that cannot lie promised before the world began going back to the father promising to the son the son offering to pay for the sins of the world and the holy ghost being used to uh, power and commission the Lord Jesus Christ. Go back to Hosea 4, 6 again. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. It goes back to pride. It goes back to being self-righteous. It goes back to substitutionary atonement, which I'll explain in a few more minutes. I will also reject thee, and he has for many, many years, that thou shalt be no priest to me. If you look at Israel today, they have... Uh, priests or rabbis more specifically or the church of rome have priests and of course rome corrupts the word of god as does judaism when christ dies on the cross by i think it was 99 a.d the council of Jaffa was called into question a jewish council and what they did was they reaffirmed every book in the old testament as being canonical we got 39 books in the old testament 
the Jews have got, I think, 24, 25, 26. They combine books together, like First and Second Kings is one book. First and Second Samuel is one book, and uh, other books like that. Chronicles one and two is one book. Of course, we we spread them out: book one, book two, book three, book uh, book four. But the thing is, we've all got the same books. Church of Rome come along around the time of the Apocrypha was put together, probably by Origen, and of course they add books into their canon. And that's why they have, I think, six or seven books, uh, which they put at the end of the Old Testament before the New Testament. Non-inspired, of course, and I said this over the years, I'll say it very briefly this morning. One of the mistakes that the King James translators made is when they put the King James, book, uh, the King James Bible together, they put the Apocrypha at the end of the Old before the New. And of course, if you're a typical person reading through the Bible for the first time, you would have thought those books were inspired, and they were not. One more time, go back to 6. 6. For I desired mercy, and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God, more than burnt offerings. So the Jew got into a ritual, started to do his own thing. In fact, go to uh, Malachi, another book which I should do a study one day, a verse-by-verse -verse study. And in Malachi, uh, there's some great verses here which speak about... Uh, the Jew going against uh, Jehovah like 2-3 uh, Malachi 2-3 Behold I will corrupt your seed and spread dung upon your faces even the dung of your solemn feasts and one shall take you away with it Eight, but ye are departed out of the way. Ye have caused many to stumble at the law. Ye have corrupted the covenants of Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. There's one more that I read last night. Uh, but there's one verse in here where the Lord is mocking uh, the Jew for his impotent prayer. Emptiness, of course. I think it's back in Hosea, actually. No, I stick in Malachi for now. I think it's Malachi as well. Like three eights. Will a man rob God? Yet ye rob me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offerings? Ye have cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. It goes on and on and on. We go back to Hosea, and I'll give you one from Romans on our close. Six six again. For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, sacrificing animals all of the time. The hearts weren't in it, they were just going through the motions like Catholics, they go to Mass when they want to go to Mass. You've got Carrie going regularly, we're told, but what's she going for? What's she bothering to go for? She's hanging around people who are anti-Christ. Boris has had, what, three wives, multiple lovers. One of his uh, lovers had an abortion. Their son was born out of wedlock. LGBT flags are flying over British buildings, government buildings. Treasury website, Downing Street website, 
going back to what I said at the beginning of this message, supermarkets all over the country are pushing LGBT in Rome, the American Embassy has got the flag flying outside of their embassy, the Holy See. <coughs> What's going on? Biden's a Catholic. Boris is a Catholic. Serving a Jesuit Pope. Their church is officially against, officially, LGBT, and yet the British government are pushing hard to ram this down our throats. The American government have got the flag flying over American embassies in Rome and elsewhere. I think down the line, expect probably BLM flags to be flying as well. Go to uh, Romans 10. Romans chapter 10. All the years of listening to preachers and reading books and uh, trying to work out this crazy world that we all live in, I've never heard a premillennial preacher or teacher ever tell people to pray for Christians in Israel and Christians in the so-called Palestinian territories. It's strange, isn't it? They always say pray for the Jew, which you should do, stand with Israel, which you should do, it's their land after all, but not at the expense of our brothers and sisters in Israel that are saved or in the Palestinian territories that are saved. There are American Christians, apparently, who give money to the IDF, and that money goes to the Israeli Defense Force to purchase weapons which is then used against terrorists in the Palestinian territories, which is every government's right to protect themselves, obviously. But when they start to drop bombs out of the sky, or they, spend, or they send special forces into the Palestinian territories, many times it's the poor people who get caught up in it and are killed. And I wonder how many of those poor people are Christians? Because Hamas, Hezbollah, are very... Uh, good at using people as human shields and I'm pretty sure that they know where the Christians are in these so-called Palestinian territories and it wouldn't surprise me if they were using Christians as human shields and they've got Christians in America sending their money to Israel to buy weapons to then use such against Christians our brethren in Palestine so-called or in Israel it goes back to the first world war you had uh, troops in the trenches, British and uh, German troops in the trenches, fighting each other, killing each other. Some were saved. And at the politicians back in London and uh, Bonn, as it was, later to become Berlin, of course, for their capital, lost. Freemasons, members of the Illuminati, haters of God, haters of Christ, mobilizing millions of men to fight, kill each other. Again, I wonder how many of those people in the British camp and the German camp were saved. Killing each other. I'm not pushing conscientious uh, objection. I'm not pushing the CO line, but you can understand why a lot of Christians didn't want to fight during the First World War or the Second World War, or they're happy to drive ambulances. Let's say your son or daughter got called up to fight for your country or my country, our country. And they're sent overseas to fight an enemy which your state says is an aggressive state. And they arrive and they are killing people only to find out that they are killing their brothers and sisters in Christ. Romans 10, verse 1. Brethren, 
My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. He wanted them to be saved. So again, for now, the Jew is still the Jew. Israel still belongs to Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You should do so. Don't stand against the Jew. Stand with the Jew. But don't neglect the Jew. Witness to the Jew. Without Jesus, they are lost. Going back to Billy Graham. Sitting down with Goldemir and other Israeli premiers over the years, of course. Sitting down with popes over the years. And not preaching to them. And leaving Catholics lost in Catholicism. And leaving Jews lost in Judaism. Brethren, my heart's desire. This is a Jew. Speaking about the Jews. There's no anti-Semitism in the New Testament. I've heard Jews say this book is anti-Semitic. They are stupid to say such a thing. If you say that the New Testament is anti-Semitic because of what it says about the Jews, how about the Old Testament? Like Hosea just gave it to you, or Malachi. Were they anti-Semitic as well? Jewish Old Testament prophets writing against the Jews. 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, speaks about David and uh, Saul and their arguments, their fights, their spats. Were the writers, or was the writer of First and 2 Samuel anti-Semitic because he was criticizing two Jewish kings? Well, of course not. Be sensible people brethren my heart's desire this is what's on paul's heart and prayer to god for israel is that they might be saved there's hope for them they need to be saved they're not saved as they were doing their shabbat celebrating their feast days if i bear them record that they have a zeal of god oh yes absolutely all the jews today are very religious but not according to knowledge going back to hosea 4 6 my people are perishing perishing my people are destroyed, are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. For they're being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness. Have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Goes back to the Old Testament prophets, Jeremiah, Hosea, Ezekiel, Malachi, Micah, sent to their people preached to their people for the most part were ignored by their people it says in uh, Hebrews 11 how one was cut in half put in a tree and cut in half we think that's Isaiah others would wander in sheep skin clothing destitute like a fugitive like a vagabond going everywhere but going nowhere preaching rejected and despised by their own people for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone, everyone that believeth. You're saved by faith, not by works. We walk by faith, not by sight. We have been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Look at 11.1. In fact, go back to 9. What am I saying? Chapter 9 verse 1 I say the truth in Christ I lie not my conscience also bear me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart for I could wish that myself were accursed accursed from Christ for my brethren my kinsmen according to the flesh who are Israelites to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the service of God and the promises Whose are the fathers, and of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is blessed, 
who is over all, God bless forever, amen. Go back to 10-1 again. So Paul is uh, laying out his feelings, his sentiments. He says he had a continual heaviness, a burden for the Jew. And yet when Graham went to Israel, sat down with Goldemir, didn't have a burden for her, or the Knesset, or the Jewish people. He breezed in, did a walkabout probably, went to the holy sites, no doubt. Didn't get on a soapbox, didn't preach the gospel. Didn't call on the Jew to believe on Jesus. We'd go to Rome many times, and again, we'd visit all the so-called holy sites. But wouldn't preach the gospel to Catholics. If I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, he's prepared to sacrifice himself if it means that you could be saved. My kinsmen, according to the flesh, I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bear me witness in the Holy Ghost. Who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption, the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises, whose are the fathers, and of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever, amen. Go back to chapter 10, I'll pull all these verses together. So, Paul was a Jew, all the apostles were Jews, all the prophets in the Old Testament were Jews, so the apostles, all Jews, Messiah, Jewish absolutely, obviously, prophets, Old Testament, all Jews, this is a Jewish book written by Jewish people, I'm a Gentile holding a Jewish book, I cherish this book, this is my pulpit Bible, it's worn, it's marked, there's still hope for the Jew, when the Jew turns to Jehovah, tribulation, Jehovah will turn to the Jew, going back to Hosea, Chapter 3, verse 6 again. And David their king shall fear the Lord in the goodness and his goodness in the latter days. When they turn to Jehovah, he turns to them. And when he turns to them, they turn to him. And when they turn to him, they are saved. It's like a contract. It's like an agreement. But for now, the Jew is in Israel in unbelief. The churches are apostate, nearly all of them. Most people that I could think of this morning don't really explain or articulate the blood of Christ for salvation. They say, yeah, Christ died for our sins. Yes, he was buried, raised again, trust it, you're saved. But don't really explain it. Don't make it really personal. Going back to John 3, 16. Put your name in there sometime. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, the whosoever. Put your name there. Take the whosoever and put James Battelle in there. Or whatever your name is. That if James Battelle would believe on him should not perish but james patel should have everlasting life eternal life it's more personal isn't it we'll go back to that scripture from first uh, peter uh, chapter 3 how christ being the just died for the unjust that he might bring us to god put your name in there christ is the just dying for the unjust that's me james patel that christ might bring james patel to god it makes it more personal but most preachers are dry. They're indifferent. They're living in bubbles. They don't street preach. They don't talk to people on the streets. One of the great things about doing street work is it humbles you. You go into the streets. You have no idea who's going to come up to you. You have no idea what they're going to say to you. They're going to try and trip you up. Sometimes physically, but more often than not, mentally. You're on your guard. 
you are preparing yourself for a potential confrontation. No one cares about you on the street. Nobody cares about the word of God on the street. They are laughing, mocking, trying to ridicule what you do. But it's good. It keeps you humble, you see. And yet most of your big mega ministries don't do street work. They don't preach the gospel. They're out of touch. 10-1 again, brethren, brothers and sisters, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. If I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge, my people are perishing for lack of knowledge. For they've been ignorant of God's righteousness, imputation of course, and going back to establish their own righteousness, Shabbat, feast days or Catholic Church, confirmation, baptisms, Church of England, confirmation, being religious, witnesses, going to the Kingdom Hall, Mormons, steakhouses, so on and so forth, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. That's the problem. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. That's why they perish. For the Old Testament, they perished because it wouldn't take what Hosea was telling them to be so, what Malachi was telling them to be so, what Micah was telling them to be so, what Jeremiah was telling them what was so. Because of that, they went into error, went into a serious sin. Fast forward to the New Testament, the apostles are given the commission to preach to their own people. It's always hard, isn't it, when you preach to your own people. When a Catholic gets saved, he goes and preaches to his friends and family, priests especially, if he knows any, and he gets a lot of pushback, and after a while, uh, all that pushback uh, can turn you into a bitter person, an angry person, a grieved person, uh, you need to get over that, get over yourself, you're nothing special. I know Calvinists like to think they were literally chosen personally, one by one, before the world began. No, the church was chosen in Christ as a means of salvation. It was in Christ before the foundation of the world. It was always going to be through Christ and for Christ. It goes back to John chapter 1, the new birth is tied in with faith in Christ alone, of course. But on top of that, the source of the new birth is found by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and that's why the Jew perished in the days of Hosea in the days of the Apostle Paul would reject Christ being God's perfect sacrificial lamb and that's why people are perishing today uh, ignoring God's perfect sacrificial lamb and trying to establish their own righteousness their own works like the Masons the Illuminati the Jesuits all those groups which I've discussed many times over the years, and they're going to perish. That's why people perish. For the Jew, the Jew perished because they wouldn't receive the knowledge of God. Christ is the image of the invisible God. They wouldn't receive it, they would reject it, would die in their sins. And here we are today, many thousands of years on, people are still perishing, still being destroyed, because they won't receive the knowledge of God, being a perfect, sacrificial lamb, without spot and blemish, and that's why the road to hell is wide. And you listen to most churches, they think the road to, uh, the road to uh, heaven is wide and the gate to hell is narrow. They twist it. 
so I think for this morning hopefully anyway you got uh, some good uh, meats to uh, enjoy it's always a blessing to come up to the pulpit still very cloudy behind me there is talk of thunder and lightning coming today or tomorrow but uh, we keep pushing on nevertheless back on the streets this weekend join us Sunday morning 11 a.m. please as I attempt to finish the 31st Psalm and continue to work through what's left of the book of Psalms another two to three years at least I would imagine and if we come out of full lockdown later this month which we should do then we hope to do more outreach uh, and get back to a level of normality quote-unquote if that's possible of course so I'll close it there on that statement and I wish you peace and blessing in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ amen and amen